Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Damon. Damon. Fighter of the night, man. Champion of the... Sun. Sun. You're a master of karate and friendship <laughs> for everyone. A dayman, that's it. Dayman, oh. oh. fighter of the night, man. Oh. Oh. Champion oh. of the sun. Oh. <laughs> You're a master of karate <laughs> and friendship <laughs> for everyone. Dayman, dayman, oh. oh. fighter of the night, man. Oh. Size Corner, one of the many programs falling under the umbrella of Rick Barry's house. Hall of Famer Rick Barry and I started a little channel. We got a bunch of shows on there. This is my personal one. It's a great privilege, and I'm getting a kick out of this. My old buddy, I've known you since I was barely 17 years of age. Wow, that's right. John Zimmerman. You could follow him on Twitter because I made you get a Twitter account. You could, that and, is and, true. That is true. I had to join the uh, digital revolution, I suppose. John Zim 406 is your Twitter account. So you can follow John Zimmerman on Twitter at John Zim 406. The 406 represents Montana, where you represent Missoula, Montana. Missoula, let's start, let's start with, how the hell did you end up in Missoula, Montana? You and I went to Cal Poly Humboldt together. We practically destroyed our lives. Well, um, well, hold on, hold on. When we went there, it was Humboldt State University. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Cal Poly. Yeah. I'm going Cal Poly, man. Cal Poly Humboldt. It's 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 a tumult state in my mind. Back when I was a student, I don't know what this new school is. Dude, it, go with the Cal Poly. It's more prestigious. It it adds cachet to your to your academic history, man. You went to a Cal Polytechnic University. That's a good thing, I, I think. I mean, I mean, people say that that Missoula is kind of the Arcata of Montana. So I mean, you know, the Humboldt State has enough cachet as it is. For people that don't know, don't know what Arcata means. It's a town in far north California, far far northern California, north of Eureka, and that's where Cal Poly Humboldt or Humboldt State is located. How did you end up in Missoula? What the hell took you from from California to Missoula, Montana, dude? I love your town. I'm just curious how you ended up there. So when I, I was leaving Humboldt, I had a choice to make where I wanted to go next, and my brother, uh, my mom lived here, and my brother had just gotten out of the military and was living here going to school and had a place. And so I already had a place like set up for me to move into and uh, came up here and went to school here. My daughter was born here, just kind of never left and been here 22 years now. Oh, your daughter was, I didn't know, I actually didn't know that your daughter was born in Missoula. Oh yeah. She lived here until she was five. She comes back like every year, every other year. Yeah. So Missoula, I love Missoula, man. It is the bluest city in Montana. Right. So if you want to ex- escape the redneck side of it, if you want to escape the, the Trump supporting side of it, you go True. to Missoula. Fair. True. But it's okay. still got um, a heavy, heavy enough influence on that. <laughs> All right. So so we're going to today we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about the Niners, a team you and I have been passionately following since we were kids. You went yes. to every game until when? Uh, I went to pretty much every home game from about 1983 to two, uh, 90 to 95. Damn. Uh, my, my brother and I each got one game where we could take a friend a season. So I probably missed like one random game like every year unless he wasn't into it when he got older because he was more into military and cars and stuff and I was into football. But uh, so, yeah, like 
a lot of games, a lot of playoff games. I was very, very blessed to to live in and be privileged enough to go to those games, see Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, Roger Craig, Steve Young. I could just keep going. Ricky Waters, Bryant Young. Like, I could just go down the list, you know, Ken Norton yeah, Jr., <laughs> Gary Clover, like all these guys. But Keith, yeah, Keith I mean, it was just a great time. Absolutely, man. Uh, it, it, made, it made being in the woods for so long somewhat palatable, you know. You just had a, a different respect for being bad. You're like, well, we can be good again. Like, there's like, you know, Cleveland fans. It's like they don't know what it's like. Last time they were good was like the 50s. Like, they have no idea. <clears throat> well, let's get into that because that is a funny subject, man. The worst sports franchises ever because the Browns are certainly up there. Um, but, look, you and I, like – because like, I host another show called Locked on Warriors, and in the postseason – Great show. Great show. Brother, thank you. Uh, I, I, I nailed every I, every prediction for each playoff round, except for the NBA Finals. I was off by one game, uh, but I attribute that to Gary Payne the second missing game one. But a, a huge reason, and I, and I don't tell people this that often, but a huge reason I think why I'm so prescient with like the way I call the Warriors is because you and I grew up on, dy- on, a, on one of the greatest dynasties ever. The San Francisco 49ers, True. Eddie DeBartolo, uh, and, and what he and so we saw the model for how to build the most successful uh, sports franchise you could possibly build. If Eddie D was still right. in charge, that would not have ended. That would have still been going today. Well, in your opinion, what is Eddie? What were, what were the variables that led to Eddie D creating this just magnificent artistic? Uh, organization man like I, I miss it i miss it so much dude well i mean the, the the smartest thing you did was you hired bill walsh i mean that's that's that that was so much of it came from walsh down just the structural organization the attention the detail his ability to just i mean back then a lot of coaches you know they were they were good and they watched a lot of tape but him and especially parcells too at kind of the same time they figured out like we can zone zone in zoom in on like just one part of this offense or defense if we beat them there it causes everything else to win for us mm-hmm. and i mean now coaches they spend you know 30 hours a day doing this stuff if that's possible and back then it was kind of like you know not everyone did it as much and I, he was just in the, the, the restructure of the organization. He gave, uh, you know, anybody who had a good idea got a chance. That's and incredible. There's a, reason, there's a reason why, like, there was so many more minority coaches that, like, came from his coaching trees than many other coaches and why it was so successful. Um, and that, that you know, goes down to the players. And then, you know, you have to, to, how DeBartolo treated the players. Uh, even if they lost, he took the team and all their families on a yeah. vacation to Hawaii, which, which is, was unheard of at the time. They didn't do that. And he did it. And so the, the, those those guys on those teams, they, they love him. And they'll always love him. And, I mean, it, it showed. And, you know, Walsh was with his team, too. He was just such a great drafter. And he saw things that I don't think other people saw. Um, so, you know. Did he draft Montana? Um, I can't remember he, if he did. I want to say he did. I want to say, yeah, he, he, he had one season without him, and then he drafted him. Who was his GM? Was it was it Carmen Policy or was it a well, later? But they had some they had some other guys earlier. I, I'm trying to think of some names, but I'm drawing a blank. It's just not not coming to me. Um, that's right. So weed and the drugs and the alcohol. It's okay. That's normal. Yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah, old. Yeah. You know. But yeah, like, just you know, like he, he was just it, it was a good good organization all the way down. And now, like, I mean, you still have poorly run NFL teams and teams that make bad decisions. Yes. 
But they, it, it's like fantasy football. We all know the stats. We all know the information. It's more like what, what's your feeling on a guy? And I feel like the, the NFL, like I'm looking at Denver, and they said, oh, we're just a quarterback away from, you know, being a Super Bowl contender. But they hire this coach who in two games has proven he is completely Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, sounds like a Civil War general. Like you stole that from someone. Someone else said that first, though. You it's stole possible. that line. It's possible. I might have heard it, but I, I, I heard someone say like, yesterday. He, yeah. he needs to get. He needs to just go with Nate or something else. You know, like just go with Nate, bro. Um, but he he, really, he might he well, might he have the, the worst two game debut of any coach in NFL history. He expects people to call him Nathaniel. Like that's what he goes by. Yes, that's his name. Yeah, that's douchey. All right. Um, yeah, that's weird. That is weird. But you you saw in game one. Yes. They paid, they paid Russell Wilson all that money. They traded all these picks for him, and you don't trust him to get a fourth and five. Why is he there? What's the point? What's the point of getting Russ Wilson if you're not going to trust him with the ball in his hands a minute, three timeouts, a fourth and five? I just don't – That to me, that's mind-blowing. And then second, this last weekend, you have Russ Wilson. You have two possibly all-pro like running backs. You have a third and one, and you're going to run a tight end fake run? Like you're, you're, you're not as smart as you think you are. Correct. It's like, it's like just get – use your talent. And I – yeah, like that's uh, yeah. Rick Barry and I go off all the time on the fact that most sports teams are not they're run by incompetent people yeah. who, who hire incompetent coaches. Mm-hmm. And it's just nepotism, I think, mostly. And I think it's, it's nepotism and, it, and just a, a fragile egos. Like oftentimes they want to hire yes men who won't like disagree with them. Whereas, where it's like Eddie D, you're right. Like you said, man, he listened to everyone. He was open-minded. You talk about Bill Walsh being the reason for Eddie D's success, but dude, look, Bill Walsh left in 1989. Sure. He sure. won two more Super Bowls with George Seifert, sure. who was Bill Walsh's guy. But and a roster largely, I mean, built by Bill Walsh, at least the second. Well, yeah, it, fair, fair. I mean, that was that was pretty much like I don't. I think any coach could have won a Super Bowl in '89. Fair. No, you're they beat the right. Broncos 55-10 that year, 14 and two. Like they were, no one was stopping them. Dude, they I beat the Rams. Game, the Rams. They, the Rams came to town. Uh, and we were afraid. I don't know if you remember that. Maybe you were, but most slightly, little, slightly, because they they were one of our losses that season. That season. Because that was Chris Everett's team was legit, man. I mean, they had like yeah. Larry Elder, <laughs> Chris Everett. What's up, Chris Everett? Chris Everett, yeah, their quarterback, Jim uh, Everett. I, you know, Jim I know. Everett, I mean, Rome. I mess around. <laughs> so, do the Jim Rome stick there. Yeah, stick yeah, I got, there. I got it. Uh, but no, but I mean, dude, no, they were a legit team. And then what did the Niners do? They just thumped them thirty to. Well, three no, 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 no. Hold on, because that game, that game could have gone very easily a different way. Uh, it, was three, it was three nothing Rams, and uh, Everett had I want to say it was Henry Ellard down yes. the right side. It was either him or Flipper Anderson, like the wide open. Play? And, uh, well, Ronnie Lott just came from nowhere, from center field, and, like, literally reached out and just got, like, his fingers on the ball to tip it and knock it away. And if he caught that ball, it was a touchdown. It was 10 nothing. Who knows? But Ronnie Lott was there, and the final score was 30-3. to And he was wide open, dude. Ronnie oh, Lott yeah. came he was out gone. of nowhere. He yeah. came out of nowhere. Ronnie Save Lott is, is still disrespected today, man. When people talk about the all-time greatest defensive players – I don't think there's any dispute. I don't, I don't. To me, there's no argument. He was the greatest free safety ever. Uh, he started yeah. his career as a quarterback, so uh-huh. he's got the co- he had the coverage skills. But then his tough. He made the All Pro. Uh, he made the uh, the Pro Bowl as a cornerback his rookie season. There you go. Yeah, the man cut off a part of what is pinky. Yeah, in '85. In the playoffs to keep playing. Yeah. So th- th- my point is, when I talk about the Warriors, like I look at the Niners and how they did things. 
And that is a model for success, man. Like, like Eddie D at the same time, he did not uh, uh, let emotion dictate his decisions often because if he did, Joe Montana would have retired as a 49er. But they said, we love you, Joe, but dude, we got Steve Young here, man. We got to give him a shot. Yep. Ronnie Lott, they let go before yep. he was done playing. Roger Craig got let go. Roger, well, Roger Craig can kiss my ass, but I'll never forget. I'll Dang. never forget those two fumbles, man. People forget he fumbled it not once, but twice in that 1990 NFC Championship game, that final drive. I almost, I almost completely blocked it out. You know, I was so close, just twice. forgetting about it, and you just brought it all rushing back to me, man. I know. Well, well Roger Oof. Craig, man. I mean, I, it's, it's I've mixed emotions. I've mixed emotions about Roger, dude. Because you're right. All right, all right, all right. Respect that. Respect that. In '88, he was absolutely. I mean, he, I think he was the first player ever to have a thousand yards rushing he and was, receiving. Yes. Uh, but but that that dude two fumbles. I mean, he fumbled uh, in the same drive. Anyways, my point is, dude, Eddie D represented yep. everything in terms of how a sports owner should be, and it led to greatness. They still would have been great. Unfortunately, Eddie D became a riverboat gambler, uh, got in trouble. Yeah, who, do blame the, who do you blame the most for that, by the way? Do you blame his sister? Do you, do you blame the brother-in-law? Like, who, who's, the, who's the number one enemy here in terms of, of stealing the team away from Eddie and, and not giving it back? Yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. I think Eddie just was being Eddie. Thought it was a good deal. Wanted to make some money, you know? He's, like, into it. He trusted the people he was talking to. He, he trust, he's a trusting guy. He is. He's a nice guy. You know, guy. and someone tells him it's a good way to make money. It's possible. I want to be a riverboat gambler. I, I don't. I don't. I still don't judge him for that. <laughs> I don't judge him for that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, but you're absolutely um, right. The Warriors have built such a great structural organization where they just everyone's treated right. Uh, they're honest with who they are. Um, like you know, a lot of a lot of sports franchises say they embrace diversity or all this stuff, and you know. You can look at like Phoenix and say, I know for a fact you guys don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, you look at the Warriors and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't work there. I don't go behind the scenes, but it seems like that is an environment where that's absolutely true. And I think yeah. that that fosters such a, you know, and you have great players too. You have to have the players, but they have to be put in a position to succeed. And the Warriors do that. Do you, uh, when, when I, it's really crazy. Uh, the former president, uh, Gave DeBartolo a presidential pardon. How'd you feel about that? I mean, <laughs> hadn't he already paid his fine and served his like yeah, yeah, time? Yeah. It was just it just, it just like erased his name off the book. It was just that's all that was. Yeah, yeah. That's all no, was. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm loath to like congratulate that guy on anything he did at You're all right. in his four years. But uh, he's a traitor, man. The dude was a traitor. I'm, I'm loath so to call him a guy. <laughs> but let me but let me ask you this when when DeBartolo back in in 1998 again this is a, a corruption case focused on the former governor of Louisiana this guy named right. Edwin Edwards and DeBartolo again who was gonna like he was part of this like riverboat gambling scheme I, I, which in hindsight again was that really much of a crime you know I but I mean I don't I don't know like I tried to I watched Ozark yeah I mean that, that I don't know what else is involved. <laughs> it could be layers. There could be other people behind the scenes. I'm just saying. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not up on like riverboat crime. I hear you, man. I hear you. But he was. So I mean, but, but he was fined a million dollars because he te he testified. Eddie D being the the amazingly genuine. This was in like what year was this? 1998. And so this so, was so a million dollars back then is worth like 
like two or three, maybe five now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but he, so, but anyways, but Eddie D being the amazing human being he is, he testified, you know, cause he's the phenomenal Samaritan, good Samaritan that he is. Uh, he gets a million dollar fine. He gets two years of probation. Um, and he was barred from active control of the Niners for a year. Right. So when this happened, the, the whole insinuation was, all right, after a year, Eddie D's sister, Denise, who took over the team, was going to give it back to him. Right. She doesn't. Right. And it's all been downhill since. Yeah. So, like, who do you blame more, man? Denise? Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, or, or the husband? I, I blame – I mean, he should have gotten himself in that position to begin with. True. And so, you know, we all, we all have to take responsibility for our actions. So, you know, yeah. he put yeah. himself there. So that's, that's a, that's one. Like you can't, you can't shirk your, your responsibility, your duties, whatever. Uh, but yeah, she's trash. I, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of Denise. Um, uh, sorry. I should not say she's trash. That's insulting. Uh, Why? I, I, I just, well, thing. it's okay. She's trash. Um, no, I know, but that's just a, that's a ruthless word, man. Is it? I don't, you know, yeah. I don't want people going after her just because I think she's a trashy human being, you know? <laughs> And I, I know how sometimes the power of these things. So, you know, I just want to, you know, say, like, I just disagree with the decision she's made in life. Pretty well, much, you can always no. blame the husband, too. No, yeah, Jed. Wait. Is that his name? Was no, it uh, the dad's name is something else. Uh, something York or whatever. But Dr. York. Yeah. <laughs> the Duke of York or whatever. I don't know. He's, <laughs> no, he's a, he, I think he had his doctorate in anthropology. I think that's what he what he majored in. Uh, oh, my God. So you call him a doctor. So he like went to rich person school, like, go entertain yourself for four years. You're, what is he? He's uh, Which one of the blues is he? He's a uh, uh, Job. He's Job. No, not Job. He's the, the younger brother. Um, oh, the youngest one? Gosh. I've, uh, Who's Oscar's kid? He loses his hand. Um, I forgot his name, though. I oh, my God. Yeah. How, how can we? We're, we're failing right now as people. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like him. They sent him off to like cartography school. Like, go get your doctorate. Nobody cares. What is his name? I got to look that up real quick. It's a, a Bluth kid. I'm just going to Google Bluth kids to find the name. Um, <laughs> I'm looking it up myself now. Yeah, you're right. We can't really move on. Uh, it's Buster. Buster. That's correct. Tony yeah, Hale. Buster Bluth. Yeah, so, so Denise the Bartolo's husband, we can call him Buster. That's fair. John York was his name, by the way. John York, that's uh, right. Oh, and, and I guess actually he's uh, I'm insulting him a little bit because according to Wikipedia, at least, um, he is an American cancer research pathologist. Oh, so I guess he's a real doctor. Okay, I, I take oh, that back. Okay, so I'll take back what I said too. Yeah, yeah, you saved yeah, kids whatever. and stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that Denise just stole the team from her brother, man. What kind of sister yeah. does that? Um... Who does that, man? Well, I mean, I think I think Doctor York probably had some some hands in that too. I don't think she was making all the decisions. So I'm saying, like, so I think you know, and, and maybe their son was being ambitious at the time too, because he yeah. essentially became the owner. I mean, they they you gift know, wrapped uh, it for him. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if you know, were, were you in the Barry when Lamont and Tinelli had their morning radio show? Uh, with who? Lamont, Lamont Tinelli. No, but uh, well, I was, but this is the funny part. And I told you this last time we talked or saw each other. Uh, Tonelli was my freshman uh, football coach. One of my three freshman go. football coach with Coach Quarterman. Uh, Quarterman? Quarterman? We're at I SI? Can't the third guy. Yeah, San Ignatius. Hey, you're, you're SI alum. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so um, Paul Tonelli told, like, him and I used to talk shop all the time about the Niners. He's, the, he's now the PA announcer. So if you go to Levi Stadium, the voice over, the speaker saying third down and all that stuff. That's Paul Tonelli now. 
He got Does that he job. Does he still have that amazing hair? He did have amazing hair. He has no hair now. Oh, okay. Because it was gorgeous, man. It was like feathered, like this Italian uh, mullet. Oh I've my god, pictures. it was gorgeous. I've seen. I pictures. remember that gone, dude. The Tally yeah. gene. That that gene just does not sustain hair. Uh, so, <laughs> but Tonelli says something interesting to me. Interesting to me many years ago, he said that the wrong brother took over the team, and that the brother that most closely resembled Eddie in terms of personality, in terms of just character vibe, um, was was Jed's younger brother, um, who passed away sadly. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's that. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, it is it, terrible. You it's just one of those what ifs. It is. You know, if, 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 he, if he had been the owner, would the team had a different, like, you know? Because, I mean, we were bad from, I'd say we had, what, one playoff appearance between 99 and 2011, something like that? Oh. Yeah, that was a horrible stretch, dude. I mean, and then we, we went back under Harbaugh a couple of years, two, you know, three straight NFC championship games, one Super Bowl. And then we were back in the woods again. We had a homeless coach, uh, Jim Tom Sula. Um, God, didn't we hire like uh, – Ron Jeremy. Chip, didn't we have Chip Kelly for a minute there? We had oh, Chip God. Kelly for a minute. Dennis Erickson was the super – Oh, God. It's like this – it just hurts my soul. Dude, Dennis Erickson, those two years with Dennis Erickson, I think they went 2-14 and 14 both those years. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And Dennis Erickson was a, a, an alcoholic. Like, he was yeah. always drunk. This is, I don't know if people know this. I don't, I don't care saying this now. He's been gone uh, away from the team for so long. He had he had booze in his drawers. I think he had a kegerator in his office. He was always drunk. Always. That's hilarious. Well, it's and, not hilarious. Uh, but it, and yeah. th those are some horrible years, man. Oh, so, we were bad. Was, we were just really bad. Like the quarterbacks we started those years probably could have started on the Browns and no other team. The only QB I remember that was just the worst of them, or rather, I remember was Ken Dorsey. He was awful, dude. Like he's he now just, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Is he really? He is, and they are the best offense in the NFL yeah. by far. Well, it helps to have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs who can just do whatever they want to anybody. Maybe he's a good coach, but he was an awful quarterback. He did win a Heisman, I think. Um, <laughs> so, but with the he won Heisman. I think Ken Dorsey did, man. Yeah, but uh, but that, the, is, but such the, a, that is such a lame award. It is a it is it's overrated. That's for sure. No, it doesn't but really. It doesn't. No, it, they what? rarely get the person who it's like. Yeah, he was the best person. Like I test, I can see it. He's the best person. They never get that. They give it to Didn't like, like some winner, forty year old maybe. Oklahoma quarterback win the Heisman one year. I don't know, but the younger White. brother, the younger brother of Jed was Tony. It was it was Tony York. Rest in peace. Um, and you're right. It's one of those great what ifs, but but. My point is, dude, Jed York sucks. The DeBartolo yeah. family, who isn't Eddie, sucks. Um, and the Niners are where they are now because of this. It's been they have not had a franchise quarterback since Steve Young, and they tr they've been trying. God damn it, man! I, I, I mean, like, yeah. If our team had been better, I think Alex Smith could have been a franchise quarterback. You think so, huh? If our team had been better. He's, I such, think so. he's, he's Joe average. Though. I don't think he ever would have been like a, but look what, you know, what happened when he was surrounded with a good team. He was successful. Giants. But then he went to Kansas city and he was surrounded to a good team and he was successful to a degree. They never want to. Super yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, he was like, he, I, okay. Maybe not a franchise quarterback, but he's a guy you can have and like cheap out on and, and like spend more on other positions, like offensive line and defense and, and, and wide receiver and running back. And not expect him to do everything, but when what he does, 
you got like a good 60, 70% chance he'll do it. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's been too long, man. 1998. We're now in 2022, 24 years since they've had a franchise quarterback. And in today's game, that's what you need. You're right. I mean, maybe like at, yeah. at a certain point in recent history, the game manager type, like an Alex Smith, could have been enough. And maybe you could get one Super Bowl out of that. But in today's game, if you want to have a sustained run of success, you got to have right. a Patrick Mahomes. you got to have an Aaron Rodgers. I, I, well, just, I mean, to be honest, hold on a sec here before we jump the gun. To be honest, I mean, we still can't say whether or not Trey Lance is good or bad. True. We True. just don't know. But that leads I mean, to now, which is what happened not, two days ago. We're recording this on, what is it, Tuesday, September 20th. It's Tuesday. He had surgery yesterday. Oh. He had three broken bones, but it wasn't considered a compound fracture, so it'll, it'll heal better than Dak Prescott's and did. torn ligaments. Yeah, but and he's not he's, he's not coming back this year at all. It's Jimmy G's team, unless we trade for somebody or get some, I, who do who would we pick up? I can't no, even nobody, think of nobody. It's Jimmy G's team. It's Jimmy. Yeah, G's it's team. Jimmy G's team the rest of the year. If he gets hurt, we're we're probably in trouble. Done. Done. The yeah, only so. thing is, is our defense is really, really, really good. Except for the secondary. You, you think the no, secondary – So we didn't have Tredavious Ward the first game. And the only reason we lost that game is because there was a 10-minute window in the monsoon where Chicago had two broken play touchdowns. Yeah. They had that 150-yarder where Justin Fields ran around and the, the, the defensive line couldn't get their footing. Like once you were on the ground in that game, you weren't getting up in any reasonable time. And so like he can run around for 10 seconds. He's going to find a guy wide open. And that's the only – I mean, I don't – that game should just be thrown out in what we thought of, like, what we thought. It was not indicative of stuff. And the defense still held them pretty well. It was the big And then we just man. kicked I, I the know. living bejesus out of uh, the Seahawks this weekend, which always, always warms my heart. I didn't realize until this Sunday's game that the Niners had lost 17 out of 20 to the Seahawks. Yeah, they've, owned us. Is... they've owned us. God. Yeah. And my point is – and Eddie D team would never let any team own the 49ers. But let's talk. Okay, look, we're in reality. We've got to we got to live in reality here, right? Eddie D's long right. gone. So we've given the, the history <laughs> lesson in the once great franchise. My whole point about that was that when I talk about the Warriors and their and their current dynasty, um, <clears throat> I draw a lot of parallels between the two. I think Absolutely. I think uh, Joe Lacob is much more business centric than Eddie D was. Eddie D was quoted as saying, uh, "Quote: I tried to run the 49ers like a family rather right. than a business." I viewed the players and myself really basically as a partnership. Our goal was to win the Super Bowl every year, and we had to do that together, unquote. I love that. That's just pragmatic, right? I mean, he, right. he looked at his players as human beings. He saw it as a partnership. Um, I don't. I do not see that from John York, Doctor York, or, or Denise, no, or no, any of them. Dead. No. Uh, but did did they, did they like screw over the city of Santa Clara over some like kids' soccer fields? I think so. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's I, like, come on. Like, that's just like, why would you do <laughs> Like, yeah, screw your kid's soccer game. Dude, Denise, like, what, are you, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, Denise? So, but, I don't know. So the team has like a, a, has a front office right now. I think John Lynch is, is okay. I'm not going to hate on him. You, li you like him, right? I think, he, yeah, I think he's a good GM. I mean, like, he's we, he's brought in the right talent for what Kyle Shanahan wants. He's given yeah. him all the toys he needs to play with. And, I, and he's drafted well to, to some extent. We've missed on a couple. We've missed on a couple. But yeah. um, he's been really good in, like, the second and third round finding guys. Um, and, you know, it's like it's, it's we have a great – the team's built well. We just need a good quarterback. Yes. 
But they traded three first-round picks to get Trey Lance. And we still, after two years, we've seen him in four games? Which is a problem, and and especially when you consider the fact that he didn't play in 2021. His final year in college, he played, what, one game? Uh, And then his rookie year, he barely played. Now this is his second year. He's done for the year. So in three years, he's played virtually nothing. Um, that's right. a problem, man. So so he has he has not gained experience when he needed it. Um, but dude, Kyle Shanahan, he's done, right? I mean, are are we on the same page here? Like he has to go. Are you going to give him another chance? Because because look, three. Well, let, let's see. Let's see how he handles this season. Let's give him this season. You know. But it's because of him that Trey Lance is out for the year. Why would you? Why would he do that? He he, he called. Three of the first 15 plays in the game, he called QB draws, power running plays. I, I, I mean, watched Jalen Hurts run a lot last night, man. Were, were, they, were they runs up the middle with no other running backs? There were a couple of them, yeah. Like, <laughs> His first touchdown, he straight up made a dude miss and ran straight up the middle. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll counter this by saying Jalen Hurts doesn't have the value that Trey Lance does. And the, the Eagles, again, Jalen Hurts is not a franchise QB either. I was, I'm hoping Trey Lance is. But my ultimate thing is, I think Jalen Hurts is. I watched him. I I have him on my fantasy team. All right, I'm gonna tell you, he looks a lot better this year. I know I'm biased, but a franchise QB. He's got to prove himself to be a franchise QB. He's got to win playoff games. But uh, but sure, sure, sure. They were supposed to make it last year. But have you ever seen a team win the Super Bowl with a QB that you rely on for running plays? Not a mobile QB who can make plays if if the if the pocket collapses. But a QB where like run plays are called for him. Have you ever seen a team win a Super Bowl like that? Oh, I mean, like probably not since like the like Fran Tarkenton. Oh, he never won. Nope. Um, and I don't know if running plays were called for him either. He was actually a great pocket passer. So, right, I, but, but he ran a lot. He did run a lot, yeah. But he was like Steve Youngish. Like they both were like just fantastic athletes who, if the play, oh yeah, collapsed, yeah, yeah. like I'm all. Well, I mean, no, because Fran Tarkenton had like. Equal number touchdowns passing and interceptions. And That's Steve Young had like Steve Young. A, 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 a much better like touchdown. Steve Young was a way better passer than Fran Target than ever was. Of course, that, that was a different era. They just ran Chuck Knox up the middle or whatever his name was. Uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck, what was the, 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 the Chuck Foreman? That was the fullback's name. This guy was getting like 20, 25 carries a game for like a good 90 yards and two touchdowns. You're like, Steve, Young, Steve Young, top 10 QB all time, right? I, I mean, I like to think so, but I mean, I would say he's probably the number one left-handed quarterback of all time, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, easily. But I, I but I think he's. Does top that put him in the top ten all time? I heard someone do a ranking recently of the top ten greatest QBs ever, and Steve Young <laughs> slipped in there at ten, and I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Too. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're in such a golden era, golden age, like whatever you want to call it, of quarterback play. Like where we just get this gorgeous quarter. We've had it for years too. I mean, I'm not a Philip Rivers fan, but he's. I mean, look at his stats. You know, like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Manning, Manning. Like with all these quarterbacks. Like now we got Mahomes and Herbert. I mean, everyone. I, I don't want to put Russ in that discussion because you know it's early. It's early. Let's give him time, right? No, I mean Russ is just. I just don't really like him. He's just not. <laughs> Because he beat the Niners 17 out of 20 times? Is that why? No, like, no, because he just seems you. like such a corny, fake guy. He, he just, used to be genuine. You're right. He he married the the, – the, the, what's her – Ciara? I don't think he ever is. was genuine, man. You don't think so? No. Well, Russell the Love Muscle 
regardless. I think he might figure right. it out. I'm not ready to cast judgment on him. But if you're gonna, dude, if you're gonna win in this game, you can't have a QB that you're calling QB draws. I mean, hey, you, you know, you go with what your strength is. That's what they thought they could do. It didn't work out. I, you know, it's like we can get mad now. We can get on Kyle, and just be like, hey, Shanny, yes. fix. You know, yes. you're dumb. But yes, you know, it's like how long? What else? What else? Keep going. You're done. He's dumb. He got, he got <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's. I'm just saying, we got Denver next Sunday night, a chance to like exact some more revenge on the Seattle Russell Wilson connection. You know, back to back weeks, we get a little revenge on that that like faction of people, Seattle and Russ Wilson. We're playing Denver Sunday night. I hope we just go in there and kick the living crap out of them. I hope so too. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Denver does not look good. Denver looks awful. They have the worst. Coach I can't. In the world. I can't. I mean. They're, they're they have all these talent, but now they're. I mean, they lost Cortland or they lost uh, Tim Patrick in the off season in the preseason, and then they just lost Judy yesterday with separated cartilage or fractured cartilage, which is the same injury Justin Herbert got on Thursday night, which I guess is when the cartilage like separates from the muscle, like this cartilage like separates from your bone. Jesus. Like, that just doesn't sound good. Like, I, that would lay oh. me up for, like, a year. I'd be like, oh, dude, just kill me. I'm done. But these guys that are like, just give me a shot. I'll get back out there and throw the football around. <laughs> They're inhuman. But, I don't know how to do it. If the Niners don't win the game Sunday in Denver, like, uh, your, 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 your judgment of Shanahan plummets, right? I mean, uh, yeah. they got to win that game. They got to win that yeah, game. Yeah, we right? should win that game. Uh, we should beat them, yeah. They should have beat the Bears, too. I still can't believe they lost that game. Yeah, it's, it's the NFL. Weird things happen. Kyle took, took a hurricane. But Kyle Shanahan's got to go, man. I, I, I The only right. argument against it, the only argument against it that I, I could, could stomach is who are you going to bring in instead? Because they're right. There are there, there are plenty of – Well, there's stuff. one option out there, but who? he's not available till next year. Who? Sean Payton? Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, mm. uh, what's that – what's that, that – Dumb coach in Dallas, his name, uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, God. He always is, like, looking up at the Jumbotron. Like, he's trying to, like, read something in a foreign language that he doesn't know. And he's like, what What does that mean? I'm not not sure what's going on. He's that that, this vacant, like, dead look in his eyes. Um, He's making it so easy for Jerry Jones to just pull the Brinks truck up to Sean Payton's house and be like, you're you're our coach next year. You're up. You're absolutely right. You're up. And, I mean, they got to move on from Dak, I think. But that's just me. He's, he's he's broken, but I I mean twenty eight to three, dude. Here's the thing about Kyle Shanahan that I, I that is my biggest critique of him. He does not make halftime adjustments, man. The team never gets better in the second half. It's just he sometimes it doesn't feel like it. You're right, yeah, but you're right. If it's not Sean Payton, who the hell are you going to replace him with? This is just a crappy position to be in, man. I I like John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Did you like Jim Harbaugh when he was the coach? No, of the no, he's a, no, no. But you, but you, but you like Colin Kaepernick. He said he doesn't like his football players to eat chicken because it's a scared animal. I heard that. That's weird. He he only wears the same like type of khakis all the time. He like power chugs milk. He said if That's any really players weird. on his team had like got an unwanted pregnancy, he they he wouldn't allow an abortion because him and his wife would adopt the child. Yeah, I like saw no, that. dude. I, he's like no. I'm not. He's a jerk. <laughs> Because he doesn't let his players eat chicken? Yeah. Chicken's great, man. You ever had chicken wings? You ever had fried chicken? Fair. Uh, I, I, come on. I, until I heard his reasoning for it, I, I never heard that. 
And then, yeah. and if people are they're unfamiliar with the story, Jim Harbaugh does not like his players eating chicken because chickens are cowardly, anxiety they're scared animals. animals. Yeah, they're scared yeah. animals. And he doesn't want that energy, the protein, to be transferred from right. this this chicken shit animal, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> to the players. And I never thought of that before. It's weird. You're right. It's weird. It's absolutely. I mean, weird. sorry. It's, it's a great, it's great protein that? too. It's so much leaner than like red meat. Like you would want your players eating chicken. You're it's literally crazy. taking away an advantage your players might have. Like it just, You're, I don't know. But, but Colin Kaepernick ex- exists because of him, right? I mean, you can't disagree with that. Oh my God. He was forced into co- to like playing Colin Kaepernick. But Colin Kaepernick was good because of Jim Harbaugh. So also he had Harbaugh, a great team around him. That, I mean, that, that team that went to the Super Bowl against Baltimore was stacked at every single position, like every position on the field. I didn't feel that good about a team since like the 94 team we, who beat the Chargers. It was I'm just like every position was stacked. Oh, I'm still super bitter to this day that of all the teams the Niners had to play in the Super Bowl, it was Jim's older brother. Like any other team. Like, like my, here's my philosophy on siblings when it comes to competition. The older sibling always wins. I know you got an older brother. Would you ever want to play him in anything? Yeah, well, the first time I got bigger than him and he tried to push me around and I actually pinned him and was still on top of him, he decided we were done doing that that game. <laughs> but then he joined the military, so now we just don't do that at all because he'd probably like accidentally kill me or something. I don't know. <laughs> like snap my neck. Uh, who knows? Who knows? He was a bit of a, of, of a psychopath. Fair? Can I say that? My brother? No, no, I would not say that. Oh, okay. Um, when he was a kid, he had a lot of uh, PTSD issues he was dealing with it a lot of times. And uh, he, he took, I mean, I don't want to be like pocket psychologist here, but like, I think he took a lot more of the emotional brunt of uh, my parents' divorce than I did. Uh, and that affected okay. him a lot harder. And he acted out in different ways. I just remember you telling me stories about your, your older brother when we, were, when we were younger, about what he would do when you two were kids. I'm not going to share those stories, but well, some of those I mean, you know, now you're making it sound all creepy and weird. Like he was just a, like a big older brother. He would like shoot me with his paintball gun from like three feet away. Like <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Yeah, but it, you know, just leave a bruise. It didn't like break the skin or anything. It just hurt. But that's what like older brothers do, right? Like I, I don't think I'm feeling wrong. Like older brothers are like built to like torture younger brothers. Yes, and that and that goes to my fact. point. If, of all the teams the Niners had to play in that Super Bowl, they would have beaten anyone. Yeah, else. but but Harbaugh. Uh, uh, the Niners, Harbaugh, uh, whichever one, I don't care. Uh, whatever. The, the 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 non-chicken eater, he choked at the end. Who, John? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he choked he at the very end. Throw, they just had to throw it four times, dude. What Wait, the- no, that's Jim, right? John's Jim's the, the older brother. John's the older brother. Yeah, John's the Baltimore coach. Correct. And they Jim had choked. to – Jim choked just- at the end. And they just had to throw, have four passing plays from five years right. out. Remember that first run play? Do you remember that first play, that bootleg that they the, the, the refs canceled, like they blew the whistle or something? Touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. Why not? It would have been Super Bowl champions in 2011. God damn it, man. And we, we probably, if we oh. win that, we probably win the next year. Yes. Yeah. That pisses me off so much. No, so, I mean, no, I don't I don't care for him. All right, let's do some let's do a segment here. Here's a soundbite. Makes no damn sense. What doesn't make damn sense or in life? Oh man, so much. Do you want to start? Do I, I'll, hey, you go ahead. I'll, you go ahead. Take the ball. Get the ball rolling. I'll, I'll start with an easy one. I, I did this with a with a, <laughs> a, a medical expert yesterday on Locked On Warriors, 
And I'll repeat the same one here. The Memphis Grizzlies make no damn sense. Uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies made sense. It should be the Memphis Blues. It could be the Memphis Beats. There are no Grizzly Bears in Memphis. There are no Grizzly Bears in Tennessee. Makes no damn sense. Don't call them the Grizzlies. Your turn. Um, do you want to go through like half of the NBA's team names? That's not half. Utah Jazz? I know. There's no You're Jazz right. in Utah. LA Lakers. Yeah, there's LA a few, Lakers. But, but that's it. There's only a few, but yeah. yes. I mean, do, do you there's run into a lot of Bulls in Chicago? Yeah, but the, the, they were always in Chicago. I mean, that was always their team, you know? I mean, no, I know, but it was also a big meatpacking hub. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, cows are not geographic centric. You know, you could have cows anywhere. I, um, I understand that. I'm just making a point. Okay. So, so what, what drive, what, what to you makes no damn sense? Well, you know, I was thinking about this and, and uh, I said something about this earlier is uh, the Portland Trailblazers were absolute garbage last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they did lose Dame, but I mean, I don't even know why he agreed to this. But they, they, the, the point is here. Let's go back to this. They hired a guy who oh, who had no only one year previous coaching uh, experience, Chauncey Billups, as an assistant. Right. He also had a disturbing 1997 assault allegation that really we don't know the whole story. I guess he's been cleared of it, but like, what do we know about that? I, I don't even I, know. You know, it's kind of shady. I don't I don't know all the details, and I. Whatever, it, it, like they, they never really, uh, the, the trailblazers never really um, addressed it. And okay. they even like when it was brought up at like his initial press conference, they basically said, hey, we already talked about that. Moving on, next question. And then they brought like the next guy tried to kind of sneak the same question by going, you know, <laughs> given the assault allegations, was Dame Lillard like involved in this? And the guy's like, you know, pretty much, oh, we already answered that. Let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing was that there was there was a lot of conversation that the Trailblazers would be the first team to hire a female coach, and the two leading candidates for that were Don Staley, who uh, returned, I believe, she returned to South Carolina to be the head coach, and um, uh, Becky Hammond who uh, left the Spurs and she became the coaches of the Los Angeles or Las Vegas aces, excuse me, of the WNBA. Um, Well, so Portland didn't hire them. They went with a guy who's credibly accused of assault. They had one of the worst seasons in their career. And Dawn Staley won a national title at South Carolina. She took down the nets and then she uh, was there, I believe today uh, to support her former player, Aha Wilson, for winning a finals MVP as the Las Vegas Aces beat, I want to say the Connecticut Sun. Uh, That might not be the right team name, but to win the WNBA title coached by Becky Hammond. So literally the two other options, other than the guy credibly accused of assault, won titles and they had their worst season ever. But, and you know, I said this doesn't make sense to me. Um, The Trailblazers have a history of this and we can go all the way back to – the time uh, they picked this guy, Sam Bowie, over uh, this unheralded uh, draft pick, Michael Jordan. Oh, or that yeah. time they thought Greg Oden was going to be the centerpiece of their future over um, – who's this guy? Kevin Durant. I heard he's pretty good too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just like it makes no sense at the same time. I guess it kind of does make sense. I just wanted to point out their pure stupidity. Well, the, I, I, the Billups thing in, in 1997 um, – oh, here it is. Sexual assault allegation. I'll read this off Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. In 1997, Billups and fellow former Celtic Ron Mercer uh, were accused of sexually assaulting a woman at the home of teammate Antoine Walker. According to a civil suit, Billups, Mercer, and Walker's roommate Michael Irvin, no relation to the former Cowboys receiver, assaulted the woman at Walker's condo 
after leaving a Boston comedy club. A medical examination the following day revealed injuries consistent with the victim's testimony. No criminal charges were filed. I wonder why. But Billups and Mercer settled the civil suit in 2000. Um, That's they, all right. The, the team investigated this allegation and concluded it did not disqualify him from taking the role. I, here's what I'll say. I'm not a big fan of college coaches going straight to the NBA. So I, I, the, the South Carolina coach, I already forgot her name. I'm really sorry. No Sean Staley. Sean Staley, thank you. Um, I, you know, I whatever. I, she's a great coach. I don't doubt that. But from straight from college to pros, Becky Hammond, I agree. I, I, I think she's earned an opportunity to coach in the NBA. Absolutely. She clearly has a very brilliant mind. The fact that just year one, she led the team in the WME to the title. I'm with you, dude. It'll probably she, she spent eight years as an assistant under Greg yeah. Popovich with the San Antonio yeah. Spurs. So there can't be that stupid, like, sexist, misogynistic belief that, oh, she can't handle men. Like, oh, this big, strong men are going to push her around. I mean, that shit's all bullshit to begin with, and no one should ever believe that. But she can check that off the list even with that stupid attitude because she spent eight years like coaching men. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the Spurs were, Oh, they were an okay team. It's not like Popovich isn't just like one of the greatest coaches of all time. Like, come on. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and again, the WNBA and the, the women's side of basketball has their own professional league. Um, it's not like she would come into this being a, a unfamiliar within the game or with the atmosphere. No, I agree. I'm totally with you, man. Uh, I, I think she deserves it. So so that's what makes no damn sense. He was a Portland Trailblazers, not well, hiring. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll go with that. Right, yeah, we'll go with that. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll do a new uh, one. I, I have another thing that doesn't make any sense to me. Please. Hold, hold, hold I, on. Hold on. Makes no damn sense. See, the, the production value there is incredible. I, I had I to. Are you excited for the sequel? Excited is a strong word, but uh, yeah, sure. I mean... The first one wasn't like, like, like this. A little side, little side note. Do you, does yeah. it feel like there's just not as many good movies anymore? Hell yeah! Oh hell yes! There's yeah. hardly any good movies anymore. It's been I mean, even with the, like, even if you include the streaming content, because obviously the way the whole game's played has changed with the COVID and everything else. Shows, like, yeah, yeah. So but I mean, like, you still like no movies are going straight to streaming. We're not, you know. I haven't been to a. I've been to a theater once in the last three years. I still don't trust people. Um, Same. I think like the average human slightly incompetent. So that means most people I'm encountering are just either dumb or really dumb. Um, okay, but back to what doesn't make sense. Sidetrack there. Uh, what movie did you watch? Uh, last, last Night in Soho. Is that what it was called? I don't know. It was the one by, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yes. Yeah. But of all the movies to go see in the theater, you went and saw that? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> I don't why? know why. I, I, I had, it was a Sunday. It was playing at the Roxy, which is like three blocks from my work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just feeling it right now. It was a great, great fall day. I was like, I'm just going to go watch this movie. And then, uh, there you go. yeah. So no I went. Okay, here's what makes no sense. Okay. You know the uh, uh, Good and Plenty candy? It's like the candy-coated licorice. Yes. Comes in like pastel white and yes. pink. Yes. No, that, yeah, that's garbage. That's just – that's candy for like – people from the 1920s who didn't know what candy was like before we knew how to like figure out sugar. Um, but good and fruities now good and fruities are delicious. They stopped making them like three years ago. That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make you right. That doesn't make any sense. You're absolutely right. The whole candy bar scene doesn't make sense to me. 
it's really weird. Like, are watch are whatchamacallit still out there? Like, actually, like, oh, yeah, you can see. You can, I, I was actually just in the candy aisle the other night because I was craving a hundred grand after I had a had a couple beers uh, watching some football. Yeah. And uh, they do have whatchamacallits. I okay. could not find a strawberry Charleston chew, which uh, greatly disturbed me because those things are great. Uh, freeze them, eat them like normal. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh you've been talking talk about some of these other uh, NFL games this last weekend. We had some good games. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. We can just talk about like I mean, we saw the 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 Jets won a game. Joe Flacco won a game, dude. They were down 13 with less than two minutes, I think. That was the first time in like 20 years that's happened, I think. It was yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Jets are okay. Yeah. Yeah. But do you I, think I, like, I, uh, if they like if they win next week? And then Zach Wilson's healthy the week after that. Do they keep starting Falco? QB controversy. Yes. Who would have thought there would be a QB controversy in 2022 with Joe Flacco? With Flacco, involved? yeah. You keep starting. Unless it was like a CFL team or something. Let me ask you this: Did the 49ers blow it by not bringing in Tom Brady? I say yes. It's gone hill from that. How do you not? How do you had Tom Brady wanting to play for you, and you chose Jimmy Garoppolo? You're okay with that? I'm not. That's I, I don't. I'm incensed. But I, yeah, I, I just hate dwelling on things I can't change, man. I'm, know, I'm already man. bitter enough with the world. I don't need more of it, you know? I gotta, like, gotta try and keep the soul pure. God damn it. You gotta make all sense when I'm just trying to go off on a rant here. Well, no, okay, I know. Right, you right. you can right. definitely rant about this. If we had Tom Brady, um, he, I, don't, I don't think he'd be happy with Kyle Shanahan. Because it would be so run-heavy. That's you know, he want to pass yeah. more, and then he'd probably start. He'd probably start audibling out, doing some like TB twelve plays, like straight from his trainer. Like, here's a play I wrote up. Ah, sweet, let's run this. Kyle's you know, like, what's going on? That's what would happen, though, don't you think? I mean, Brady would just be like, okay, sure, yeah, Kyle, sure, whatever. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm not going to run it like a power trap for the 13th straight time. Because they did that in that championship game against Green Bay, where they they threw the ball like four times. It was something ridiculous like that. Like Tom Brady would not like. I mean, he'd be like, yeah, we can win the game this way, but then I don't get the glory. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Let's end on a note that's non-sports related. Uh, you and I are both men in our 40s. So attractive. That is true. Just, that, just stay, saying that alone is so attractive. Uh, not really. Uh, but how is single life in Montana for you, man? How, how is that world looking for you? Uh, I mean, I've, I've had my hits and misses. Okay. Um. I don't know. It's not bad. There, there is definitely in Missoula. There's a, a good dating scene. It seems like. But are they not all college girls? I mean, are, are they? No, actually... there's people who live here who are out of college. I mean, this okay. is a nice. It's a nice town. It's a nice community. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a good city. But the dating scene's fine. There's you know, it's like downtown. For, it, downtown's not very big. It's like. It's awesome. I love downtown. I love. Michigan. Yeah, it's like eight. It's like five blocks by like three blocks, and within that five by well maybe four blocks, there's like twelve bars, like ten restaurants. You know, it's it's kind of a it's jam packed. <laughs> and like there's like a VFW. There's a union bar. Like we have an old post, which is another. I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a good time. I don't want to talk you, about it too much because I don't want more, even more Californians moving there and driving up uh, real estate prices. 
Um, but it is it's awesome, dude. No, you, yeah. you you found a great home. So you're saying the bachelor scene in Missoula is okay for you? Like you're you're better off there than you would be, say, here in the Bay Area? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have good luck either way. I mean, it's still me, right? I mean, I'm I'm still the package, right? I'm senior, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Senior, so I mean, I, I don't I don't know if there's any place it'll work. <laughs> I just think I'm you know I'm like I'm lucky in love. So. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, I don't know. Well, I guess we got the Warriors coming up. That's good. The Warriors yeah. have their media day this Sunday, uh, okay. maybe September twenty fifth. I'm gonna be there. I'm excited for it. Um, and, and yeah, there that we got to find the good things to look forward to. This is why I'm so pissed at the Niners because I always thought growing up, no matter what, I'd at least have that to look forward to. And it's been 24 goddamn years with it just. All right, all right, all right. Counterpoint to that argument. Okay. Like, there's only like four or five NFL teams that have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in their history. Like back to oh, back to no, back. Period. 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 In history, Dallas has two. Who's Staubach and, and Aikman? Yep. Okay. Uh, Green Bay has three. They got Bart Starr, Favre, and soon to be Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Niners have Montana. I mean, technically, you could say we have Tittle, Montana, and Young, but I'm not going Brody's that far a, back. Brody's not a Hall of Famer. Who? Brody, John Brody. Oh, if he he might be. I don't know. He disappointed me so many times. I was here alive, and I was disappointed. <laughs> okay. But uh, but I'm just saying, like to have like like how many other teams like okay the Giants. I guess if 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 Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer, then they have two. Because okay. is it Phil Simms a Hall of Famer? I don't know, actually. John Brody, by the way, is not a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. But I'm just uh, saying it's like it's really, 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 really hard to have uh, – the, the Patriots only have one, Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I respect, uh, Buffalo, I respect, Buffalo has Jim Kelly. I respect the NFL for being selected with their Hall of Fame. <laughs> they actually – No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not just saying I'm just saying it's really hard to have – like the Chargers will have two because <clears throat> they'll have Fouts and Rivers. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, you could say Breeze started his career there, but the Saints only have Breeze. So what my point is, is like it's just so hard to have that many Hall of Fame quarterbacks in your history, right? So few teams have them. The Browns, I don't think, have one. That's fair, man. You know we what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that. Let's end, let's end on that note. But you're right. I hear what you're saying. But that happened so freaking long ago. We just have to like that's all that so we got two of them so we just have to live the rest of our lives like with no no we were lucky we had back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks we got five titles out of it we got multiple NFC Championship games NFC West titles um, you you can look at Green Bay they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for thirty years and they got so two rings out of it long ago though man two rings out of it that's all they got thirty straight years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers gave you two rings what is what are in your opinion what are the worst sports franchises on the planet. <laughs> We the Browns are in there in the mix, right? Well, right now I think um, I, I Sarver, right. Sarver Sarver only owned the Suns. He's a piece of shit, but yeah, is, is, is the Suns the only? He doesn't own like the no WNBA and the WNBA team? team. He owns the the Mercury or whatever they're called. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he owns both of them. Well, yeah. that that guy, he him. Okay. Um, well, the Suns have never won a title, so you could mention them. Yeah. They never have. Uh, I just think I just think it's it's what they say. It's been been going on for eighteen years. Eighteen years? What? What, what do you mean? Uh, the Robert Sarver, like he's just been mistreating employees. Like this has been going on for like eighteen years now. Like I'm sorry if you allow that to go on for eighteen years. Like you're a you're just a trash organization. 
<laughs> like that's that's just, that's just that. Um, <laughs> well, that's like, like there's that's some like, there's some organizations that have like gotten better. Like Cleveland, I would have put the Cavaliers in that until they got LeBron. Right. But the kick, the Cavaliers have had some good runs, man. Uh, let me yeah, remember, but you let me... have to remember in the '80s, like there was a rule made that you couldn't trade back-to-back first-round picks of because of, of uh, their their GM. It's called the Stepien rule for owner, their owner. Because no, he was, he was a GM, and he tr- tr- was just trading first-round picks like they were burning holes in his pockets. Right, but the owner was signing off on all that. And, well, yeah. and but but I hear what you said. But I'm talking in terms of the parameters of worst worst uh, sports franchises. Let's let's uh, limit it to its impact on the fan bases. So, like in terms of tortured fan bases, who are the worst teams? Like, well, in the NFL, I mean, I would say that there's like four, but I don't think they're like bad organizations. So, those four most tortured fan bases to me would be like the Lions, the Browns, the Bills, and the Vikings. What about the Chargers? No one's interested in the Chargers. It's San Diego and Los Angeles, man. They got better things to do. That's why, like, no one cares about the Rams. The Rams won the Super Bowl and no one cares. It's because they live in L.A. They have fucking lives outside of, like, you know, they don't live in, like, Philadelphia where it's just grimy and dirty and just, like, a horrible city and, like, all the people are, like, the characters on it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, everyone's miserable. They're throwing batteries at Santa Claus. Like, no one wants to do that. They, they want to go watch sports and just be miserable at a bar. And, like, in Southern California, you're like, oh, the, the Rams are playing. It's a Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> no, like, no one cares. I think that the Lions, I think, take the top for sure. I, but I yeah, but I mean, th- there is the thing that like the Bills and the Vikings, like they've been so close. That's and that's worse to me. I think yeah. that hurts more because the Bills oh, lost four straight. The Vikings have lost four, but they've lost like some gut crushing like NFC Championship games. You're right. You're absolutely right, man. The Bengals have, I think, are zero three in Super Bowls. Yes, they've, had, they've they've suffered. I've got another one, by the way. Uh, Makes no damn sense. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You got to remember, they went to the AFC Championship game their second year, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, yeah, and they had they had a really good run there with Mark Burnell, Fred Taylor. Right. Uh, their right. receivers were great. Um, Jimmy Smith and someone else. Jimmy Smith and uh, Keenan McCardell. Yes, they, they were, you're right, but that was again 26 <laughs> years ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, the city of Jacksonville. Why do you have a team? Why is? Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Why it's, did- it's, it's, I don't even know why that's a city. <laughs> Just make it like a, like a shipping center. <laughs> what the? Just make it a gigantic port. Jacksonville, yeah. man. Like, why of all the cities do they? Maybe have if we sacrifice Jacksonville to the ocean, it'll stop rising. And their owner is like literally a Ron Jeremy clone. I mean, we talked Shad about Shad Khan. Shad Khan. We talked about Jim Tom Sula as being a, a Ron Jeremy, the homeless bum. No, Shad Khan, he's a character, man. That dude. We could like character. literally afford to have you killed with like one minute of work. Probably be less than that. Probably be like 10 seconds of work for him. Probably have me killed too. Watch out who you're talking about, you know? Jeez. All right. We, we pushed an hour here. I think we did good. All right. Anything else? Anything else? Are we, are we done? No, I'm just happy to be on here, man. Glad to, glad you had me on. It's been a, a blast. You know, we got to do this again soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you get and again, John Zimmerman, my friend. That's me. He's from Bay Area, native San Rafael, right? Is that what you called home? I, I was born in San Francisco, a children's hospital. Okay. Uh, made my way to San Rafael. That's where I grew up. Uh, moved around Marin, Nevada. Went back to San Rafael, and then uh, yeah. Up here in up here in Missoula, Montana. 
It's at, at John Zim 406. That's J O H N. Here's my little, little joke. You know, it's like, I'm like the Baptist. I'm usually discombobulated. Everyone loves Bible jokes. They go over so well. <clears throat> but again, you're, you're an SI alum. You're actually a legitimately good lacrosse player. Um, I, I mean, I was all right. You're, yeah, you were good. Played two years in college. You played for the Cal Poly Humboldt Lumberjacks. Yes. That's awesome. My jersey says Humboldt State, but that's besides the point. Do you talk to anyone else from 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 your the lacrosse team? I remember there was like some guy named Skyler or Sky or something. No, I don't like, talk to Sky. Um, unfortunately, uh, do you remember Will? Your voice yes. Yeah, uh, he died of cancer. Unfortunately, Rip Will. Yeah, was he that the was... guy that, that took my jersey because I stopped showing up to practices and stuff. And Probably. there was a shortage of jerseys, and like he came to our house and was like, "I need your jersey, man." Do you remember that? Probably. Was that Will? I think it was. Might have been. I don't yeah. remember. That's really sad, dude. <sighs> well, we, we made some rough what about choices that, back then. What about the coach? Do you, has anyone talk, heard from him in 25 years? No, I haven't. No, not at all. Do you remember not that guy? I mean, you obviously yeah, yeah. That guy. Oh, yeah. I still have his playbook. A little short, short, fat, kind of balding. And then we had the one assistant coach who actually gave me my first fake ID. <laughs> Did he really? So there was one, he gave me a fake ID, and it looked literally exactly like me, okay. but it expired. So he gave me another because he had like he kept losing them and then finding them. So he'd go get a new one and then pay like because he'd just get him like candy, I guess. So he had like all these IDs. So he gave me one that wasn't expired, but didn't really look like me. So this was my ploy. I would go up to the, the bouncer and I'd show him the expired one. He'd look at it, look at the picture and be like, oh, that's him. And be like, oh, wait, this is expired. And then I'd hand him the other one. He's already seen the picture. So he just looks to make sure it's not expired and all the right. data matches let me in. And so it worked for, you know, until I turned 21. That's incredible. And this was an arcade. Well, what were the bars down there you go to? It was a oh, Toby God, there were Sidelines. Toby and Jax was one of them, right? Toby and Jax, Sidelines, uh, Dell's. Oh, Dell's. I remember Dell was, Dell was in his 80s when we were there in the 90s. And uh, I went in on my actual 21st birthday. And I've been going there for about a year now. And uh, he took a look at my ID and he said, I'm going to give you a beer and a shot. And then I'm kicking you out for a month because you lied to me. Oh, and I said, okay, I accept that. And he said, come back in a month and we'll really sit down. Cause he liked me. He was, he thought I was a cool guy, but I was lying about my name and age basically. So great, man. That, yeah, shows he yeah. cares. that was a great experience. That shows Good he times. cares, dude. We, we were, we were terrorists in that town. We, uh, we owned Arcade of California for, I don't know about that. We had a good time. Let's just say that. We own that place, dude. Was, was there anyone else? Was there anyone else who reigned over that entire city for those two years? Like, what was, what was the? Uh, there was the two other fraternities. There Teeks. was Kai Fi, and who was the other one? Teeks, TKE. Oh God, I hated those guys. Yeah, the Teeks. I like Billy Gonzalez, and I almost got in a full brawl with the entire fraternity because yeah. oh, that yeah. one girl, Amber, came to us and was like, "I got us. They treated me bad, or they assaulted me, or she, she said something." And Billy and I are all drunk. We're like, let's go. We did, and we went right to their house, man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, it's incredible they didn't kill us. It's incredible they just those pummel us. We just it was like they were our rival, and then Kai Fi was like the other fraternity that neither of us cared about unless we wanted to have a party at their house because we yeah. couldn't have parties at our house. Remember? Yeah. So yes. we had to do it at their house. And I just remember one night, me and James Connell, your your old roommate, uh, yes. he had his long jacket on. 
and he had decided he was That's stealing true. a strobe light yeah. from Kai Fi, yeah. and it fell out of his jacket. And he looked at the the guy at the door, literally just picked it up, put it in his nose, like night, and walked away. Like they were like, "Oh, you brought girls to our house for a party, so we're it's cool okay. with that." Were you there when we did that? We actually sold tickets to the party. Oh. We should just save a show for all the bad things we did oh, without, incrim yeah. without incriminating us, without, yeah, 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 without yeah. incriminating information. Absolutely. Um, we should do that. Stories from yeah. Humble. Um, Stories right, from man. Humble. So you didn't get Bababa on here. We could. Yeah. Have them do Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. Oh, I, my God. That killed me. Like, those killed me. I literally yeah, – yeah. you know, what's, you know what yeah. sucks, though? Like some years later, I brought him on – when I was at KNBR – I brought him on on my surfing show I did on the weekends, the extreme scene, and it was not as funny. I don't know what happened. It it lost it lost. Either we were really stoned, and it was funnier. Well, it's and back in the day when we knew him, like he, wasn't he a virgin? Yes. He like couldn't get a girl to like give him, and they all wanted to be his best friend. All of them wanted to like though. hang on him and take pictures on him and like be his best friend. But then when it came time to like, and he always said that he's like, they all want me to be my cuddly bear. But then like when I want to cuddle, they don't want to be there. And I'm like, yeah, bro, that's right. Yeah, that's true. He was he that's was us. he was literally the the the, the stereotype of a uh, of a friend zone man. Like he, you're right. I don't know who he lost to Virginia to though. I forgot that. Do you remember? Well, who he lost? he was basically like an unfunny Jonah Hill, <laughs> and like super bad. <laughs> oh my god. If you're seeing this, Rob, you you you're the winner here. Okay, I, I'm childless. Yeah, Yo, you're doing way better than me, man. You got I'm like two kids yeah. now. You got a you got a family. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. Rob. Love you. Yeah, don't worry. You won. You won. Um, <laughs> yeah, I well, gotta get him back on. You're right. I'll reach out to him. Well, why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll do that soon, so we can hear Arnold 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 Schwarzenegger. Arnold. All right. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. Right? Are we done? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Thank you, John. Again, you can follow John Zimmerman um, at John Zim 406. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. All right. It's memorized now. You can follow me, Cyrus Hotsons, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho uh, and this program on Twitter at SciCornerPod or Rick Barry's house. That's what this whole program is part of. One of these days, John, you'll meet the Hall of Famer, man. He's he's amazing. He's good people. Um, I'd love to. Love to. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.